Welcome to the latest edition of Let Me Tell You Something, as myself, Lorca Mullen, and my co-host, Simon Cross, have continued and are coming nearer and nearer to the end of their year-long journey. I'm so glad you said to the end. (laughs) Don't worry, there's still plenty to go yet. (laughs) Uh, That's both a threat for you and the listener. Um, Of five-star matches, as rated by Dave Meltzer. So, I mean, there are only two days left of No Nut November at this point. It's a uh, horribly ourselves. Well, yeah. Yeah, so this is coming out in uh, early December, so... Well, that's not the only thing that's coming out if it's early December. <laughs> Goodness me. <laughs> but anyway, uh, talking about something that might make someone else nuts, uh, this is a sort of sequel, I guess, in many ways, to what, in our most recent debrief, made it just rocketed up the charts on... Simon's personal top 10 sh- matches to the silver medal position, which was Johnny Gargano against Tommaso Ciampa in an unsanctioned match. Oh. And after a year of build-up, we were going to finally get the blow-off match between them for Ciampa's NXT Championship, only for about a month before that occurred, Ciampa being taken down with a neck injury that meant he would not be able to wrestle for quite a long time. And we have this very sudden last-minute changeover of Johnny Gargano wrestling for the now vacant NXT Championship against whom, Simon? Adam Cole! Bye-bye! That's right. Everyone's favourite sing-along with the champ is here. And it's going to be... So, like, it's such a weird thing to take what was what had been such a great epic... You know, what? I mean, when did, when did Champa turn on Gargano? Was that, like... Six months before SummerSlam. So this is a year and a half's worth of build, and suddenly they've got to pull something else out completely out of the hat uh, at last minute. And I don't know, was it meant to be two out of three falls when it was Champa Gargano, or was this added for the Cole uh, Um, stipulation? Do you remember? I'm trying to remember the pre-match video off the top of my head. I think it was made two out of three falls because it was for a vacant championship. So I think they wanted someone decisive. I think that's what William Regal's thinking behind it in storyline terms. Yeah, because it doesn't seem like a logical blow-off match between two hated rivals unless it was going to be like um, three stages of hell, which was how the Cole Gargano feud itself ended up ending. Um... So that ah. makes this a very different kind of match on on multiple levels because at that point Johnny Gargano is still like the all conquering babyface even though he had turned heel during the feud, yeah. Um, and Champa was getting followers but still was pretty hated. But then this injury meant that when he came back, he's like been top face of the promotion since then. Yeah. Um, just thinking, um, knowing how we comment about the influence of, and I'm sure we'll, we'll allude to it later on, uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels in the Johnny Gargano matches we've seen so far, and knowing that Triple H and Shawn Michaels did go through the whole three stages of hell thing themselves, your theory, they've had a three stages of hell match. Um, 
I can't remember when, but it has definitely happened. I think it might, uh, have, been their, it might have been their match in 2002 at Armageddon, when mm. John Michaels had just come back. But continue. I, th- I could see the Tommaso, the original plan of Champa versus Gargano being three stages of hell, obviously, because then you can add the violent stipulations and there was like the sort of technicality win that Champa had over Gargano in the last man standing match where he just fell onto his feet uh, at the end. I think yeah. when he was handcuffed, yeah. It was the 2002 Three Stages of Hell match, which was um, street fights for the first fall. Uh, the second four was a steel cage match, and then the third four was a ladder match. Oh god, that's a lot of like kit for the uh, guys to be mm. faffing about with. But this is a very group. different kind of three out two out of three falls match, and also a very different match to what you would have had if it had been Gargano Champa. Given the first fall is pretty much entirely technical map based wrestling, like wrestling is like Ring of Honor esque. Wrestling is a sport presentation more than anything. There's no real sense of hatred or animosity between either man. Although they had tried to do that in the brief time they had to build up to this match of of, of Adam Cole trying to get into Johnny Gargano's head and say you're just the nearly man of, you know, they call you Johnny Takeover and yet you pretty much have lost most of your matches at TakeOver. Yeah, you should be like Johnny Failure or something like that instead. I can't remember. It was better than that. But yeah. yeah. But what's also intriguing about that is that Adam Cole is the cool heel that Champa wasn't at this point. You know, everyone loves doing Adam Cole, baby. Um, And so then when they're getting their introductions, it sounded like the crowd was probably leaning more towards Adam Cole than it was Johnny Gargano. Johnny definitely got a lot of booze in the introduction. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's people just getting a bit sick of him. Maybe. Um, in a sense. Because the whole, like, you know, underdog thing had gone on for so long. And maybe if it had been Champa, there wouldn't have there wouldn't have been those boos. Um, it, like, it... it it's one of those situations they really I think they really did make the best of of it mm. in terms of Adam Cole did have a short space of time but because he's so good at being a cocky prick and he's got the undisputed era behind him which obviously emphasises the cocky prick nature of him even oh, more emphasis haven't you Simon gotta go for it um, he's great at making people like he's great at making baby faces have meaning to go against him if you see what I mean he's making their thought making their interactions matter mm. but yeah the first fall is about how no one's really making an error and they are um they're they're just defending de- no one yeah. wants to lose the yeah, first everyone's fall. wary of making any kind of mistake and they both uh like will fake out super kicks they're both they both hit a crossbody. No one's gaining an edge at any re- any point, really. Adam Cole at the early stages is holding onto a headlock, and then Johnny Gargano takes over and controls with an arm bar. Um, they get some of their trademark moves in, but never enough to keep it going. But yeah. like you say, it's almost like the, they, they have counters to counters counters, because he does, like, um, he, he fakes out a jump off the second rope, and Adam Cole sets up for a super kick. So, like, he sees it coming and he knows what's going to happen. And so he's, like I said, a counter to the counter, essentially. 
There's a lot of stalemate. Like, face slam. like yeah, stalemate. Yeah. Um, they both go for fake out super kicks. Like I said, um, when Johnny gets his rolling kick at one point, but then um, Adam Cole's able to duck it the next time. Uh, they, they, they do the, the the inside cradles, like rolling around multiple two counts. Yeah. Well, actually, I think it's multiple one counts, maybe as well. I can't remember. And so then, when it finally does end the fall, it's a surprise. It's it's reminiscent, I guess, of the uh, Okada Omega two out of three falls match. Although that was with the cradle, whereas this one was uh, Adam Cole surprising him with the last shots. Yeah, it's like a series of roll ups. Yeah, and yeah, then that's he... right. Because he's already previously exposed his knee, he hits the last shot, obviously, with more a, a damage multiplier behind yeah. it so and wrote, takes the first fall. So I wrote it as the first mistake of the match, but really it was just the first opening of the match. Yeah, it's... it's uh, how, what do they term it in ter- tennis? Unforced error mm. would be the best way of describing yeah. it. So then... No, 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 sorry. Forced error, unforced error would make no sense. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. With uh, with Cole now ahead, then the second part, it does become Johnny as the underdog. And uh, Adam Cole opening up a bit, getting a bit loosey-goosey. And, very, and he hits his last shot again, and that leads to a kick-out this time. The crowd well, do go, oh, what, are we going to get robbed of a third fall? <laughs> <clears throat> so then, they... the, then, the, then the bigger moves start coming out at this point. Like, Johnny Gargano hits a rolling uh, cannonball off the apron uh, to the outside. Uh, and then uh, Adam Cole hits a Panama sunrise off the second rope, where he attempts to, I think. Yeah, he attempts to, but then that gets reversed into an air raid crash. Because that's the funny thing. Yeah. Uh, even though he's not there, the specter of Tommaso Ciampa hangs over this match throughout the whole time reminiscent of how the specter of shinsuke nakamura hung over the the tanahashi ibushi match uh, last year yeah because uh obviously that was ibushi going being the in striking inheritor yeah wasn't it so this is yeah. like adam both of like adam cole doing it to get to johnny's get into johnny's head and johnny sort of using every trick that he's built up over the year you know yeah and he's he's had that um dirtiness like exposed in him with his Alistair Black feud as well mm. so he's not gonna be just that uh, chump baby face you get where like they're so squeaky clean they're they're doing themselves a disservice he, he's embraced the dark side just enough although he does also to have a bit of tactical mouse <clears throat> he does also not want a count out when he does a slingshot DDT on the apron uh, he throws Ad- uh, Adam Cole into the ring because he wants to win it the right way <sighs> But, but then Adam Cole's able to ram him into the ring post. And th- and then we'll get a payoff for that much later on. Yeah, we do. Um, we It's kind of interesting the way... Oh, where am I going with the ring shot? Uh, da, 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 da. So, yeah, he does that um, DDT on the apron as well. Yeah, as that's what after, I said. Before or yeah. after the ring post. Sorry, I'm just getting my order before. mixed up a little bit. That was before when he decides he's not going to go for the count out, but then he picks Adam Cole up and then gets thrown into the ring post himself. Yeah, I do apologise. Got a bit discombobulated there, listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not long after that that it'll um, it finishes, kicks yeah. off. Though. Yeah, because, because uh, Johnny got... gets him in like that armbar thing. That that was uh, the submission hold that. Champa was using when he and Gargano won against the Revival with the double submission. That's Again, magic. just 
layered callbacks and references to the past. And then he is able to transition that into the Gargano escape, and Adam Cole does the immediate tap out, you know, Regal-esque. You know, and, and, yeah. and it's actual wise psychology as well, the idea that he still has a fall, and it would be stupid to fight it if it causes enough injury. He's still yeah. got, he's got a fight in this left. Like, conserve your strength for playoffs, basically, because it so, becomes a playoff game. And then it just goes all out bonkers, pretty much, from here on. Like, 20 minutes of very disciplined, very psychologically sound, you know, very few near falls, except for a cup like the, the air raid crash from um, Gargano and the uh, last shot at the open, the second fall for Cole. Yeah, but here's where it starts going batshit. I mean, they start oh, yeah. with the hockey fight, uh, an increasingly popular spot in a in w in wrestling matches. Uh, they they do love that. I mean, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are like the, the the trademark classic example. That's the one I see most in like memes and that. Yeah. But every match seems to have it. Like, not every match, but a lot of matches do seem to have this bit where they just it's like the New Japan forearms. It, you get them more often than you don't. You know what I mean? But what I think is really impressive as well, like I said, they were able to get the crowd to go from hate, from seeming to be more in favour of Adam Cole to the point at the end where they're just all desperate for Gargano to win it. It feels that way anyway. Those that are pro-Cole have been very much drowned out by the end of it. Adam Cole's in-ring psychology and facial expressions are superb. Mm. And that's what make that's that's really what sets him. And I think it also apart, I'd say. and it also helps in this one because it's one of the few instances where Adam Cole's in someone against someone that he doesn't look physically lesser than you know in yeah. height or physique or anything really. Although Gargano is he's a tall cuts. Sorry, he's well. No, it's more that like Gargano's short, isn't it? That's why he looks so no, tall. Adam Cole's only about. like five nine, five ten yeah. on his best day. And Gargano's probably about seven, five, seven or eight. If he's done his DDP yoga and realigned yeah. his spine. <clears throat> but there's a lot of spinal realignment in this. Very much. Very much. And one thing I, I do love about Gargano is his creative ways of incorporating his trademark moves in new in new ways. Like I said, it really started off with the CM Punk John Cena match where that you started to get these clever ways of getting into their traditional moves yeah like how uh, that how they got them each other well scouted and it mm. shows how they, much they respect each other as a result and they have to get create their openings much in the same way that adam cole had to seize on the very first opening and that managed to get a fall out of it back at mm. fall number one um but yeah again it's still that sense of these guys are so equal to each other they're both really wrestling at the top of their game like as in the first fall, they hit simultaneous clotheslines and then they hit simultaneous super kicks. Because boy, this is a super kick party. This sh- this match is. <laughs> you can tell he used to wrestle alongside the young bucks, can't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. And then the crowd starts to both these guys chant. Oh well. It's not the worst thing crowds do. Mm. By any stretch of the imagination, but. It's not what you traditionally associate with like hot wrestling. Like you think of the, um, you wouldn't have. Both these guys didn't happen during Hogan Rock, did it? Mm. And that's like an iconic moment. So this is where they go for like um, flurries of moves to get really exciting near falls, basically. 
Like Adam Cole's able to. I've gotten. I can't tell my handwriting here, but there's a reverse Rana spot involved. Yeah. I can't tell if it's a Adam Cole quick reverse Rana or Ducks reverse Rana or something like that or Blocks reverse Rana maybe. Uh, I've got uh, Gagano hitting a reverse Rana, a super kick, then a reverse Rana, then a super kick to Adam Cole in like very quick. Is that followed by a straight jacket suplex? No, uh, so Cole must do one earlier then, because mm. I've got the straight jacket German. <clears throat> but this thing um, is just move, move, move at this point. Oh, they really do look, just go for it. They em- they empty the toolbox. Yeah. And they do it in a way which, because obviously, I, we, having spoken about Joshi matches in the past, it does feel a bit, I said they felt a bit oh, move God. spammy. Yeah, I mean, the number of kickouts in this match are insane. Like I said, the, it, the biggest criticism you can have about these Johnny Gargano takeover matches are the kickouts. Yeah, and... but I, for whatever reason, I, I just don't think it quite strays into the Joshi level territory of move spamming. Mm. I think they managed to let enough, they let things breathe between the move sequences a little bit more. There's a bit more selling. There's not like trying to get in position straight away for the next move. Mm. Yeah, this is where you got, like, so, uh, Cole goes for a Panama Sunrise, Gargano's able to dodge that, hits a super kick, his own reverse Rana, and then he goes for the DIY super kick up to the kneel, to the kneel of <laughs> Adam Cole, but then Adam Cole rolls out of the ring, so it's one of those classic, he misses right. out on his chance, and there's a brilliant bit here where just Johnny Gargano looks away for a second... And Adam Cole pounces on that opportunity to drag him into the in outside and turn it into a wheelbarrow suplex onto the apron. That's the hardest part of the ring, Simon. I don't know if you know that. I do now. <laughs> but then it turns out Gargano was somehow playing possum after that move. Because then when Adam Cole comes in, he's able to hit him with a draping DDT. Followed up by a slingshot DDT for another two counts. Did you keep? You didn't keep count of the two counts, did you? But well, I've got. I imagine you'd have been difficult to. Yeah. Um, well, I've got. I'm looking at this. I've got one, two, three, four, five, five kickouts that I've got listed at finishing at two point nine. I tried to sort of measure the long two counts, so I've had a few before them that are like two point eight. You know, and that's just my own personal notes. But that's my point. Like. Maybe there should only be two 2.9 kickouts in a match, really. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's just... Well, it's just why, why is Gargano able to be knocked out with one finisher in the first fall and then it's like 15,000 in the second, you know? Or in the third? You could argue adrenaline's kicked in well, by I've then. I've always wondered this. Like, maybe the psychology is completely wrong for these things. Maybe it should be a case that, like, the first fall takes half an hour... And then the second and third fall take less time. It's like, I've always thought if you do the one night tournament, it should be the other way around. Where the first round matches are like 15 to 20 minutes. The semi-finals are like 10 minutes. And then the finals, they're just out on their feet and they just go straight into a finishing sequence. <laughs> and it lasts five minutes or something like that, you know? Yeah, but... That'd be an interesting way of doing it, at the very least, just as an experiment. I'd, I'd love to see it, like, sort of, like, prize fighter style. Like, yeah. those... Um boxing tournaments they used to do i think before they got a bit too wary of cte and things like that mm. um but from a wrestling standpoint from a storytelling standpoint it's 
it's just not the done thing, is it? But yeah. that's why you should do it, maybe, just to see yeah. how you get on. Like, so, if anyone's booking a tournament, do what we just said. Spend <laughs> like all the money on talent and, and venue hire and all that sort of stuff. and then give For us a five-minute main event. And then give us all the credit. Yeah. <laughs> well, it worked for Lesnar Goldberg. Mm-hmm. The uh, second time. So, yeah, Adam Cole goes outside of the ring and then... Gargano hits a tope and throws him straight back in, and that's all right actually. I think that works with the tope insofar as he just wants to keep on momentum. Yeah. But then suddenly again, Adam Cole's superhuman, able to come back from nothing, uh, super kicks uh, Gargano as he's coming into the ring. I mean, I, I wonder how many super kicks there are in this whole match. Actually, I should have kept a tally. There must. Be I bet over twenty. Twenty might be pushing it, but I think there's over a dozen. I'm going to swing for it. At least 20. No. The match is only like 35 minutes. That's a, that's a super kick every one and a half minutes. It doesn't sound I mean, as impossible, ha- but you know. He did hang out with the other I would guess it's somewhere between 12 and 20. That'd be my guess. Ah. Um, And then, so Cole hits the Panama Surprise. Is it Panama Surprise or Panama Sunrise? Panama Sunrise. Panama Sunrise. Uh, and that only gets a 2.9 as well. Isn't it weird that Vincent Mann thinks that that's a really cool move and it's, he's got no problem with people doing it? It's, like, more dangerous than a pile driver. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is more dangerous than a pile driver. Um, I think it's because the pile driver, ha- he's seen the pile driver do damage, if that makes well, sense. Like, he's seen the Austin thing, thing isn't it? Yeah. It but gets... Um, like, as long as you are that's... responsible and control the person... Yeah. You know, close your thighs, land on your ass. Then there's no worries with it. With this one, you've got to trust this person to give himself a backflip and land sort of on their head, but not really. And again, you can, like, try and land your ass first, but it's still... You have a limited control on the guy, you know? Yeah. Again, and... like, it's... I mean, the reverse runner is more dangerous, but it's, you know... The Canadian destroyer isn't much further off. And now it never wins a match. No. A uh, scene... I, I know it's a different federation, but seeing a member of the Rock and Roll Express hit one in yeah. 2019 as well. Very, it's just very a bit... slowly rotating. <laughs> I mean, it's an interesting pitch, and I, I, I know they've got more freedom over there, um, but it's one of those situations where I think someone should have just gone, maybe not that move. <laughs> You know, just so, just calm down a little bit. So Adam Cole gets the fairy tale ending on the table on the outside. It doesn't break. I assume they wanted it to, but let's be honest. These guys together aren't necessarily the weight of one Brock Lesnar at times. Yeah. Well, tables are getting sturdier, though. Like, big men are bouncing off of them. Yeah, now. yeah. Um, well, I think they're I blame CM Punk and The Undertaker for that. Yeah. Because when the Spanish announce table got that chant at WrestleMania 29... <laughs> I think that's set off the thing in like Vince's head subliminally. Uh, we get the Gargano glassy eyes cell. It had to come out somewhere. And this is where Cole really gets into the, the, the heel. Just win at any cost point. Because he does demand the, the count outs. And whilst yeah. I'm saying it is a cheesy thing that gets milked so much. This is one of the instances it's... where they do it really well. And after seeing a lot of New Japan where it goes up to 20, yeah. like it's refreshing to see someone back in at nine. I know it's a different pace. They like... really rinse out the count. You know, yeah. there's, there's no consistency in the gap in the numbers, you know. But Gargano does a great bit where, like Tanahashi-esque in a way, where he falls to his knees at the eight counts. 
as he's trying to get back into the ring. And the crowd is really, like, the crowd believes this could be the finish. That's one of the things, again, speaking to both performers um, in this match, um, but again, to credit Cole uh, as well, they really get you to suspend your disbelief. And I don't know if they do, to be honest, so. In terms of, like, you get swept up in the story. You, you get, get swept, swept up in the story, up in, oh. but like I said, the, count, the kickouts are ridiculous at this, and they only get more ridiculous as this feud continues. But, he, you know, he goes straight into a DIY super kick from Adam Cole, again, mocking Gargano. It's a very popular thing to just mock Gargano whilst you're wrestling him. <laughs> the crowd doing dueling chants at this point. Adam Cole runs into a super kick, but then he hits his own super kick. Uh, Adam Cole goes for a Panama Sunrise, but Gargano is able to turn it into the Gargano Escape. And this is where the Undisputed Era make their appearance. Yep. <laughs> and what I love in this, because Strong gets uh, knocked off the apron uh, by Gargano, but that's got the ref distracted. He puts the Gargano Escape back on, and Adam Cole's tapping. And I love it when Kyle O'Reilly just finds that out, and he's, look- he's constantly looking at the ref. Like, this is one of the few times where the ref is actually respected in a match, almost. Yeah. And that it's just that he's like scratching his eyes like he's a soap opera queen in the 1980s. <laughs> he know? goes for it, doesn't he? He, he really, really goes for it. And then uh, you get um, is it Adam Cole kicks Gargano kicks into John, Johnny Gargano into the referee and O'Reilly and Fish again. They're just making out the most of it. Like they've got a five second opening to do it, and they hit the high low or total elimination or whatever it is they call it. And that doesn't get a three count. But the crowd is genuinely convinced at that point. Um, but then Gargano backdrops Cole into the Undisputed Era on the outside and then takes them all out in a very quick succession, only to run into a super kick, a super kick to the back of the head, and a last shot. And he kicks out of that one as well. Like you really are... think the Sharks jumped already with this, I don't, don't know, you? I think the Sharks jumped. It just it makes you laugh after a while. And, you know, if, if it's all about provoking a huge reaction from the crowd, they've succeeded in that utterly. Like, yeah. That crowd is as loud as any crowd you'd hear now. I think when it comes to it, this isn't the match where I started to feel that, but I, I definitely go along with what you said. Um, it, it does get worse from here, and I, I do get to the point where it's like, come on now. Well, well, you know, Meltzer gets like that as well when they have their blow-off, but we've still got uh, some more to cover both in this and in another episode. Uh, Mark Ronello's on the on the mics going, Mama F and Mia. <sighs> now's the time to talk about Ronello, but um, I don't. Hate I will. Him, I will. But I have I... issues with him, but I also wouldn't, uh, if I was his co-worker, rinse him out on Twitter over it. Yeah, dickhead thing to do. Uh, what I will say as a criticism, and it's not just of Maro. Um, but Mara does do it. Is uh, I don't like Mama effing Mia. If you get if you're in the passionate moment, you're not going to yeah. say effing. Yeah, or holy bleep, or all that sort of stuff. The whole yeah. thing is meant to be that you're in the moment. Yeah, and that's specifically you're thinking outside yeah. the moment. But um, I don't know if it's like dire- I. It's tough with Mara because I don't know yeah. if it is direction or if it is something he decided to do. Well, when he was getting directed, he was miserable, and so they had to move him on from someone who maybe is a bit more. Yeah, diplomatic in their in their producing, but he is not the only WWE commentator that does things akin to that. No, but he's definitely like there's a bit of the Matt Striker in him. 
that's like, that, that's a, a new one on the bingo amount. card. But <laughs> you want to take that off. But there is some of the Matt Striker in him, making it about him, and <sighs> yeah. and you know, I, he, uh, there's ones where he just goes for like he did like I remember he did like a metaphor about the the Thanos and the infinite infinity gems that took about a minute and a half after the spot had happened, <laughs> you know, and it's just like. I get the energy, and he's got a great voice. He's got the best yeah. voice of a commentator since JR, you know? And he's passionate, and he knows his stuff. And the fucker was picked by Showtime to commentate the Conor McGregor-Floyd Mayweather match. So who the fuck am I, and specifically who the fuck is Vince McMahon, to tell him that he's not a good announcer? You and who know? the fuck is Corey Graves, specifically, uh, yeah, to call him yeah. out? But there are still faults in, in what he does but at least he's making an effort rather than no effort you know yeah like at the end of the day it's his style it's it's the style he's gone with it's yeah. the style that's got him to where he is yeah um he does use the metaphors in other sports so it's not like he's hamming it up it's just who he is well he and might be hamming I it up th- but who he is is a ham and that's all right yeah but and that's my point if it was... ham and he's made a great career out of it if it was something that he was like forcing or adding artificially to his yeah. game, the I think the res- wrestling or whatever sport it yeah. would be would see through it this because like, there's gen- yeah. because there's like a genuine. It is who he is. Yeah, like, this is Mara people like Mara, him. Whereas, whereas we suddenly when we found out what Michael Cole is when he's Michael Cole and not Vince McMahon's Michael Cole, we're like fucking hell. This guy's really good. <laughs> yeah, a great example would have of, of, of like um, contrived is the uh, WrestleMania 32 for the love of mankind thing. Like, yeah, for... yeah. Well, it didn't help that he was looking at his notes when you saw that, you know. Yeah, but, but that that. But to be fair, that's something that Ronaldo would do. But Ronaldo would have had it memorized, and he thought of it probably. He probably thought of it like ten years before it happened. Yeah. You know? Um. But I, and that's I have to say, difference. I did see someone on Twitter saying like, "What's your controversial wrestling opinion or something?" Because you know. That's what Twitter really needs is more of those. The one was like, uh, Michael Cole's a better announcer than Mara Ronello. Uh, and I can see what on what criteria you can make that argument, or at least that he's a better wrestling announcer than Mara Ronello. There, are, I, I will see there are categories on top trumps where yeah. one would, yes. where he would be. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I would love to see two-man booth. I would love to see that two-man booth. I think it's Michael Cole that's actually producing Mara in a lot of these things, isn't it? So Michael threw a lot of NXT stuff. Yeah, but anyway, uh, Adam Cole goes for another last shot. I don't know why. You know, Johnny's just going to kick out of it. Uh, but Gargano is able to duck it and turn it into the Gargano escape, and he rolls him into the middle of the ring. And unlike the second fall, Cole is holding on, trying to find an opening, but he just can't, and he does tap out. Now and the crowd loses their minds, and Johnny Gargano's the NXT champion. Kenta Kabashi never had this problem because if he had Kota hit so Kabashi. many. Kenta Kabashi, sorry. Um, he, he never had this problem because if he'd hit so many of his own finisher and it just wasn't working, he'd just burn a hammer. Well, that's the thing. That there's that extra tier of it that was the King's Road style. You know, if if they had a... Well, we thought they had a burning hammer of sorts when they, in the in the third match, when they're doing, you know, Canadian destroyers off the second row, but that's not getting a two, three count. Actually, to uh, be honest, that should be one of our matches of the week, I think, because well, we, we referred to it so much. Yeah. Um, but this, but I think, um, 
I, I don't know. I, look, you you think that Johnny Gargano's match with Tommaso Ciampa a year earlier is the second best match of this series? Yeah, and this is of that vein. So I'm assuming it's getting five stars from you. It Am is I indeed. Correct? Yep. Um, now I just think it's too it's too successful, and you're just getting the crowd to go apeshit. And I was going crazy when I watched it the first time. Outside of myself, I could see that this was ridiculous, but, you know, sometimes you just got to go go fuck yourself to yourself. So I will say five stars, but it's not going to be troubling my top ten. I don't know if it might trouble your top ten or not, but, you know. Mm. Um, but you could also see the wheels could fall off at any moment. Yeah, yeah, it's it's one of those... If you pull at the thread, it can come apart quite quickly, yeah. but... It all, on the night, in the moment, worked superbly. They faked out crowd by giving them believable finishes a number of times with the heel winning. And they got you to care that the crowd would have been so mad if Adam Cole had won. And to do that with these most cynical of of self-important fans, (laughs) he says during a podcast. Um... For them to do that, they kind of deserve the top marks at all because of where the fans were at the start of the match. Yeah. You know? It's a great way of recapturing what the desired outcome, desired response from the crowd would be. I mean, um, I, it, it's a, let's put it this way. It's a match that's so epic and has the crowd going so mental that the dude with the green shirt is willing to lightly tap against the, uh, his phone against his palm as a, as a form of applause. <sighs> I mean, that's that's beyond that's a Meltzer eight star rating, basically, isn't it? See, I didn't bring up Matt Stryker. Why'd you bring up that dude? Mm-hmm. You brought up Matt Stryker. <laughs> oh, don't. I, we could be here for hours. Uh, no. So we'll have more to talk about this because they do have a rematch coming up, and that rematch does get five stars. But that's not the very next match we're covering, Simon, is it? What is the next match? No, we're going back to the land of the rising sun. Uh, we got a bit of uh, junior heavyweight action Ooh. as Will Ospreay takes on a newcomer to the list, um, Bandido. It's a, the first ever Best of the Super Juniors group stage match to get five stars. The finals have been reeling them in these past couple of years, but this is a match in the A or the a block match that's getting the full perfect score from I that. think it's a block B match. I don't think it matters. But anyway, if people want to get in touch with you, Simon, to confirm, for the love of God, whether or not it was a Block A or a Block B match, how can they do so? Uh, they can get in touch with me on Twitter, where I'm so known as Simon Cross Free. Free, because if you add the numerical values in the alphabet of A and B together, that makes free. <laughs> My name's Lorcan Mullen. That's L-O-R-C-A-N-M-U-L-L-A for A block, N for N block, if you'd like the Europa League. That's my Twitter handle, Instagram, Facebook, letterbox. If you put an at gmail.com at the end of it, that's my email address. Uh, get in touch with the show, lmtyspod at gmail.com. Lmtyspod is also our Twitter handle. But there's nothing left to say at this point now, except for my name's Lorcan Mullen. My name's Simon Cross. Thank you for letting us tell you something. Have a five-star time. Until the next time. off with no trace of confrontation. Then he lets the old man run out in the street Even though he knows they'll come with guns a-blazing 
Already he can feel a great relief Oh, how many travelers get weary Bearing both their burdens and their scars Don't you think they'd love to start all over And fly like eagles out among the stars Pictured the arrival of the cruiser.